what's clear is that this is untenable and will continue to devolve. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. This is where we hold them. This is where we fight. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish. Not a fight. Hold the line. Hold the line with Mike Solon is brought to you by the Seattle Police Officers Guild, Seattle's public safety voice. Hey, welcome back to Hold the Line with Mike Solon. This podcast, I'm remote. I'm currently in Washington, D.C., on the Hill, lobbying on behalf of our national group, which is called United Coalition of Public Safety. You'll find a link in the description, ucops.org. We're roughly 10 major police unions across the nation that are advocating for cops. And the mission here during these couple days in session is to lobby on behalf of the public safety crisis we find ourselves in. So digressing into more localized Seattle politics and the conversation still revolving around police staffing, obviously, you know, over the weekend, this is what Monday afternoon, I'm bringing this to you. And on Saturday night, we had about half of patrol operations not show up for work. So in a typical uh, Saturday into day shift and night, roughly about 80 officers are available for 911 calls for service. And we had about half of them show. So you can understand what that does to staffing. And I think more importantly, the public safety conversation where the communities that we professionally uh, serve and protect aren't protected. That's the reality of the situation. So if you dig out of 2020 and that defunding nonsense and you fast forward three years later, you're seeing the results of that naive and drastic decision. 600 cops gone in three years in Seattle specifically with a couple other unions here. Um, they're having similar numbers. In fact, District of Columbia here in DC, they got 700 cops that are gone from the Metro. So for us, this is a national crisis and Saturday night in Seattle, where you had Capitol Hill Block Party, you also had Taylor Swift concert, you also had a Mariners game, and then you add in uh, patrol calls for service. It's a recipe for disaster because not only do we have half of patrol operations call out for Saturday, but we also had 40% of the people not show for special events. And if you don't know what special events is, special events is uh, agreements with third-party vendors such as concerts like Taylor Swift that approach the city to perform in a venue. And then the, uh, the city has to either say yes or no. Uh, you either get a permit or you don't. And then you have to provide public safety service. And for us, it's the Seattle Police Department per charter and per our contract. So when you have such a dire situation when it comes to staffing and you're being asked by the city to provide public safety service for special events, and or patrol response, folks, we don't have enough cops and the city is less safe. So diving a little bit deeper into Saturday night, Capitol Hill block party, you can see the video in the Instagram that we'll link here um, that captured Broadway and Pine that was complete lawlessness. And that intersection was subject to about a week and a half ago to two weeks, almost, a, it was a homicide, almost a decapitation also a Twitter link for that as well. But then more importantly for this lawlessness we saw this past Saturday night, two nights ago, 
uh, patrol car trying to disperse an unruly crowd. I mean, you had people uh, conducting donuts in the intersection. And you can see a black charger. You can see people just creating a mob-like influence. And a patrol car shows up, orders the crowd to disperse, and they start climbing on top of the patrol car, dancing on the hood. So the officer did the right thing, backed away. But that is evidence, uh, compelling evidence, that we don't have enough cops to police this city. All tragically because of losing 600 officers in three years due to two things. Political climate still being difficult to work as a police officer in the city of Seattle. And more importantly, we're two and a half years in to working under an expired labor contract. So we weren't number one in the state in terms of the comparison to COLA and pay. We're now number 14 in the state. And other agencies are gobbling up our officers that are offering a better political climate to work in and then a better competitive wage. And so when you combine all those factors, it unfolds with a public safety situation we find ourselves in, particularly Saturday night. So due to this so-called stick out of 50% of the officers not showing for patrol operations, which is a major concern, I did a, uh, a membership um, internal memo understanding and explaining things and um, saying that we understand you're tired. And the city can't continue to do this. We don't have the staffing for it. It's unsafe for the community and you. And that was the message. And basically said, hey, the union, we cannot support a work slowdown. We can't do what was called a stick out from what I was told. Number one, it's against the law. And as cops, we're, we swear to an oath to serve the public and uphold all laws. And us going on strike or doing a stick out, we can't do it. It's against the law, period. And that's what I messaged to the members with respect to saying, this is a political problem that the city hall needs to um, solve. It comes down to the executive, which is the mayor, whom I think is doing an adequate job in terms of trying to rectify this situation. Um, but it's also at the council level. And what does that look like? We need public support from our elected officials to say police officers matter in this city and we need more of them. Hands down. That's obvious. The second is we need the council to approve uh, a fair and competitive labor contract. All, you know, what that will do is we'll create an atmosphere where cops will feel like they're valued in the city. It will at least have some positive results in terms of no, nobody else possibly leaving because they feel wanted and they're working under a competitive contract, which gets them to a higher wage. All those are reasonable requests. And what do I mean by reasonable? Well, I don't see anybody that's reasonable coming to the city of Seattle to, to be a police officer in an overwhelming amount of numbers, uh, given what I just laid out. You're not really gonna come to a city that's not really supportive, at least publicly. And you don't really have a, you don't have a competitive labor contract, so, how is that enticing? The draw to become a Seattle police officer is no longer there like it was when my time, 24 years ago, where you wanted to work in a uh, in a progressive city and work for an outstanding agency. And I firmly believe we are still an outstanding agency. We're holding on to what's left, but we're witnessing in real time the utter destruction of a once great agency. And I'm trying everything we can do to try to save it. Um, and that's being reasonable at the table. We really are. We're trying to solve the city's problems that were created by some of our elected officials, although naive, we need to move on from that 
and find solutions. So we're trying to do that locally. And I'll go back to the previous point in this podcast. We're trying to do it on a national level too, because all these things are intertwined. Politics is all local, but at some point we have to transcend from local to a national conversation to help locales figure this crisis out. So we're trying to, for different fronts to solve this problem. We're not done at the bargaining table. We're going to continue to hammer down and be reasonable, which we have been and we will continue to be. Um, we can no longer uh, provide adequate staffing to the public. There's not enough cops and they're tired. They're absolutely worn out. You're trying to balance this and you're seeing it devolve where that Saturday night after the officers tried to disperse that crowd and once they left because it was unruly, what happened? Four shootings. Four shootings at that intersection. Absolutely unacceptable. And you know when, who, who's paying the price is the community at large victims. This is all compounding. It's a major, major problem that requires courage and true leadership and quality decisions. Quality decisions that solve this, that move us forward in a positive direction. What's clear is that this is untenable and will continue to devolve. So my ask of you, if you're watching this podcast, this quick hit, share it, please. If you're in Seattle and you still vote, I challenge you, please vote in the upcoming primaries for city council for people that support public safety that are moderate and reasonable. We have to grab a hold of this public safety political discourse for reasonable, moderate candidates. Grab 10 people, host a ballot party where people bring their ballots, you have food, you talk about issues, and then you complete ballots individually, but collectively as a group. And if everybody can grab 10 people, friends, relatives, whomever, perhaps we can overcome the activist culture that usually gets the vote out. They're very good at it. But when you only have 20% of the Seattle populace vote, it's a major problem and the activists fill that void. So my challenge to you, if you're sitting on the couch or on your phone watching this, you must complete your ballot. Please do that. Grab 10 people and have them complete it. And then they'll grab 10 people. It has to start with you. I put it on the voters. Save this city. Help us, please. And if we all do that and we're humble and we recognize that we're not perfect, we're just humans, we can get to a place in our society where we can talk with one another again and work on these issues and debate. That's why I try to do this podcast. Um, it's critical. And if we can all work with together and you have do your part where you vote, you get active, you participate in public comment at the council. All these are important. Perhaps then we can all have a piece and hold in the line of our society, getting back to our moderate, moderate, reasonable discourse. Until that time, we're going to keep hammering down. There's no other option but to continue to press forward and uh, look forward to seeing the next pod. Thanks, everybody. Hang in there.